0: Well, welcome everybody. Uh, nearly Happy New Year, but lovely to see you today. And welcome all those who are streaming online. Uh, it's good to have you with us as well. Um, just a couple of things to mention uh, before we start. There, there is meditation tomorrow morning at 8:15. If anyone would like to come to that, there's also a yoga meditation on Tuesday at 5:30. And there'll be um, meditation. Uh, there'll be a, a meditation. Uh, at 9 o'clock on Thursday morning as well. Anne Bayard is doing a series of um, uh, yoga meditation as well then. Um, Is anyone here in the chapel for the very first time? Anyone never not been to the chapel before Uh, on a Sunday? Yes. Just a little, uh, we're not going to embarrass you, a little bag here for you. There's a few goodies in there as well, a little bit of chocolate. So do feel free. Anybody else here for the first time on a Sunday? We'd just like to welcome, oh, one more as well, yes, we'd, otherwise you'd have to fight over your chocolate, we wouldn't want that at all, so, yes, unseemly events. Anyway, we'd like to welcome you, just on behalf of us all, lovely to have you with us. Fantastic. So we'll just uh, take a moment, just to quiet, um, just to come together as a community Remember those who are not with us at the moment, who are travelling or where else. And just set our intention that this next hour will fully participate and concentrate and that somewhere we'll be touched inside and just give a little something to enable us to open our hearts. Amen. So we're going to stand and sing our first carol, Good King Wenceslas. Michelle's just going to give us a bit of an idea of what's going to be happening uh, downstairs. Yes. Great. So, what, what are you going to be doing uh, today downstairs? Well, today, we are going to be um, playing a short game to energize us, because some of us are feeling a little tired, and we're going to be reflecting on the past year with art and then we're going to burn bowls. And You're going burn, what? We're going to burn bowls. Burn bowls, right? Yes, we're going to burn things that we don't want to bring into 2019. Great. And then we'll come up for communion. Thanks very much, uh-huh. Michelle. Great. Anyone like to join Michelle downstairs? Please feel free. So let's just take a moment just to reflect. Um, on our lives, just to think about those things that we've been concerned about. Just give thanks for Christmas time and all that we've had and been through over the last few days. Maybe just recognizing as well things that we've been worrying about or concerned about. Aware of our situation in life, things that we're struggling with, things that keep us awake at night. And let's just recognize that they're there. Maybe anything else that's preoccupying us at the moment. anything that's stopping us being fully present. Let's just let go of that and again drop down into our hearts, into that place where the spirit and our humanity meet, where the divine enters into our hearts. Let's just open to that, that sense of peace, the love which is there, always available to us, that which keeps us steady, steadfast, gives us our ability to give to others. Just rest in that for a moment. Resting in our breath. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, come and cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's stand and sing God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. The people walking in darkness had seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of the death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding him with
1: justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The seal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish
0: this. Thanks be to God. Jane? Well, that good King Wenceslas is always showing the way. In his master's steps he trod, where the snow lay dinted. Heat was in the very sod where the saint had printed. The carol tells the story of a bohemian king going on a journey and braving harsh winter weather to give alms to a poor peasant on the feast of St. Stephen, which is the December the 26th, the second day of Christmas. And the legend is, in fact, based on the life of the historic saint Wenceslas I, the Duke of Bohemia, um, who was Czech and lived between 907 and 935. So he wasn't very old. And he really leads us in our way, I think, out of the Christmas story. Everything over the last months uh, talks about the coming of the light. And on Christmas Day, we go through the ritual of the light actually coming. The question really is, where do we go once the light has come? What do we do once the light has come? And, you know, good King Wenceslas shows us the way. He, he sees someone in need far off on the Feast of Stephen the day after Christmas. And he would have been full of Christmas spirit, and he looked out and saw that poor man. And his first inclination was to get his page together and take food, wine, and fuel to the peasant. Now, the song was written in 1853 by John Mason Neal and was set to a 13th century spring carol. And, you you know, it may be simplistic in its morality, but it does give us a good steer as to what to do with the light when we do find it. I think so much of our spiritual journey is spent getting ourselves to the point of spiritual clarity that we often forget what we're supposed to do once we arrive at that spiritual clarity. Now, of course, we know what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to feed the hungry. We're supposed to house the homeless. We're supposed to look after the stranger. But there's often quite a gap between that ideal and, quite frankly, what we feel like doing. You know, not many of us today after Christmas set off immediately to do charitable works. We probably reconcile, you know, think about, you know, we'll wait till after the holidays. And then, you know, we might make it one of our New Year's resolutions and then think about it in January and, you know, with the thought maybe of acting on it a bit later on during the year. But, you know, really, unless there's a clear connection between what we're doing spiritually and the help that we give others, then, you know, we're really just pleasing ourselves. In reality, the whole purpose of spiritual development is to put ourselves... The whole purpose of spiritual development is to put ourselves in touch with reality so that we can make a meaningful contribution to that reality. That's the purpose of spiritual development, is to put ourselves in touch with reality so we can make a meaningful contribution to that reality. So, you know, when here in the chapel we grandly talk about non dual consciousness and the interconnectedness of all things, it's not to the aim of some great experience that's going to float us on a blissful spiritual high. The purpose of aiming for that reality and understanding is to better prepare ourselves to engage with the world and affect it in a meaningful way. You know, we do that so we understand the world better, so that we can actually do things that make a difference. Because the more profound, the more profound is our experience of the nature of reality, the more we'll be able to bring the appropriate wisdom to bear on situations that need our help the more our understanding of the nature of reality, the more that we'll be able to bring appropriate wisdom. Without that experience and the wisdom it brings, we end up not being able to have an effect because we're ignorant of the way that the world actually works. We, we don't know how it works. You know, most politics is like that. It is ignorant of the fact, most politics, is ignorant of the fact that all things in the world are connected and that we're intimately connected with the whole universe, and that our enemy is in fact the shadow that we ourselves cast on the world, and that we live in the context of love, where to give of oneself without thought of reward is really the only way to make a difference. Without that wisdom, we really just end up moving the deck chairs on the Titanic, It doesn't really make a difference. Or worse, we fail to see the iceberg up ahead and therefore end up sinking the ship, as politicians are currently doing with climate change. As Einstein famously said, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. And so the purpose of spiritual development is to enable ourselves... To develop our consciousness, so that we can see the problems clearly, and therefore have an idea of how to solve them, which is very different from noodling on a cushion and raising our kundalini so that we can become more spiritual people, which is, tends to be our aim. You know, to be spiritual. To be spiritual is to be in touch with the essence of life. And once one is in touch with that, the only next step is one of service. Once you're in touch with the essence of life, the only next step is one of service. Here in the Lord's Prayer, which we'll be saying later on today, it says, Father of us, the one who is in the heavens, hallowed be your nature. May your kingdom come. May your will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. We give ourselves to the will of the ground of all being for service. We give ourselves our lives for service. And, and that really is the only appropriate reaction. So why the reluctance? Well, I think the first aspect of that is that we've, we've not actually reached the ground of all being. We haven't actually reached that fundamental understanding of the oneness of all things because if we had, we would have no hesitation but to go into service. If we were truly in touch with that. And often what we think of as spiritual is really just the ego taking on spiritual clothes and parading around in them. We may think we're being spiritual, but really the mind is just appropriating spiritual values and thoughts in order to make itself feel better. You know, we might be nicer to people, but in reality it's just another form of the small self making itself more important in its own eyes. The whole spiritual thing is largely, you know, to a lot of people, just serving the ego Because when we truly touch the web of transcendence that links us into a knowledge of our true place in the world, then we see clearly how we have to act. It just becomes obvious when we truly touch it. And that leads to a life of service. Exactly what that service is depends upon who we are. Because I think each of us has our own unique contribution but it will be one of service nonetheless. And, and it begins with compassion. You know, It begins with an experience of compassion. For suddenly, we're opened up to a connection with all of the universe. Once we have that experience, we're opened up to a connection with all the universe. And we feel that connection deeply. You know, for some, it, it might be with other people. For others, it might be about plants or animals. or For others, it might be about the climate. And within those areas, there'll be specific connections uh, to the elderly, the disabled or the marginalized, people in prisons or hospitals or schools, different animals, different plants. Each of us can be drawn to serve in different ways, but our compassion will lead us to those acts of service, as it must do. So the end point, what I'm saying, of the spiritual journey is not resting on our mat or in our cave, the end point is service. And wherever the strongest connection is, there we'll be drawn to serve. So we'll naturally be drawn into the area that we need to be going into. The reason we meditate, the reason that we study scripture, the reason that we attempt union with reality, is actually to find our place of service. We do those things to find our place of service. And if you feel that you've not yet found your place of service, then it's back to the mat or the cushion. If you haven't found it, it is back to the mat or cushion. And if you feel that you are enlightened and you're not being drawn into service, then it's back to the mat or the cushion. Because it's just your ego that thinks you're enlightened, rather than the real connection with the essence of all things. And that has implications for us as a community here. Because if we're not in service, then, you know, we're really just whistling in the wind. We're really just whistling in the wind if we're not in service. And I end up being part of the entertainment industry. I just end up doing spiritual stand-up here. And there's really not much difference between spending an hour here or spending an hour in the belly up. Not to say there's anything wrong with spending an hour in the belly up, just that there's a different purpose there. And there's a different purpose here. If we are truly on message and we're rightly focused in our spiritual path, then service is the inevitable inevitable outcome of what we do and that's why we've recently appointed Elaine Bonds as our director of social outreach and responsibility we want someone to say someone amongst us to say hither page and stand by me if you know it telling yonder peasant we wouldn't use those words nowadays who is he where and what is dwelling or is he homeless you know We want someone to say that to us. And if we're not doing that, then all we do is just talking shop. We're just a talking shop. It's a real challenge for us to move forward into action based upon our understanding of our place in the world. Now, just as everyone has a unique contribution, so I believe that each community has its own unique contribution. And part of our job is to try and recognise what that contribution is. And you only really know when you touch your place in the universe. You only really know it when you work out that place that you have in the universe. And, you know, it's really easy to try and make it up. You know, we look better if we're doing something useful. But just to make it up is not really the point. It, It just becomes a fig leaf. You know, just to cover our shame of not doing anything. So we make up things to do. The point is to be connected to life in such a way that we experience it. Spanghizomnia. Spanghizomnia. That's the word used for compassion in the Greek version of the New Testament. Spanghizomnia. It's to have your bowels yearn. That's literally what it means. Figurative, to have your bowels yearn, spaglived omnia. To feel sympathy, to pity, to be moved with compassion. You know, the word occurs 13 times in the New Testament, mostly to describe what Jesus felt towards other people. And it's a natural reaction to the world from one who is in a right relationship with the divine, spanned exomnia. When you're in a right relationship with God, your body tells you what to do. Your body tells you what to do. All the yoga people know this. Yoga just means union. That's the word. It is about being in union with reality. Your body tells us what to do. Jesus felt it and he acted. And us, by aligning ourselves to the cosmos and the divine, by being attached, by being unattached to light and dark, by opening ourselves to the creative process, our body becomes alive as to how to respond. When we need to respond, we know it because we experience splendid exomnia. Our bowels yearn. Our compassion kicks in, and it gives us the energy and impetus to open ourselves to others. So if you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, and naturally the paths of connectivity open up, and we become part of the process of transformation. That's how it works, both for the individual and for the community. And you know, to be honest... I don't think we're quite there yet, to tell you the truth, either individually or corporately. And it's important to tell the truth about it. Yes, it has something to do with inclusivity. Yes, there's an aspect of welcome here. Yes, there is a desire to help with those in need. And I think, you know, that cashes out into our approach to spirituality. It's led us to getting involved with those who are experiencing homelessness, and also our focus on social, emotional, and ethical learning programs. But, you know, I don't think we're completely there yet, in a natural response, a natural spangled As a community, we don't have that collective experience. Except, I think, perhaps in our desire for peace. I think there is there for that. We still are the Prince of Peace Chapel. Strongly, whether or not we call ourselves something else, we are still the Chapel of the Prince of Peace. And I think it does uh, resonate for all of us. But, you know, we want to be more than some beauty queen who, when asked what she wants the world, you know, to happen in the world, says world peace, You know, we have to be more than that. We have to be somehow engaged in a way. We want to be engaged in a meaningful way. And as we move into our 50th year, I think this should be in the forefront of our minds. How do we as individuals, how do we as individuals deepen our practice and our experience of life so that we truly connect with the divine and therefore become driven into the area of service that we were born to contribute to? And how do we collectively experience our place in the world as a community and therefore enable ourselves to serve in our own unique way? Those, I think, are the questions we need to be asking this year. That's what we need to asking ourselves and ourselves collectively. And I feel... That it's not really through getting, you know, getting in powerful speakers and experts, you know, to tell us what to do. You know, most of us have heard it all before, and listening to other people can only get us a part of the way. And as a result of this, this year our educational, adult educational programs, you know, we're going to be focusing on, you know, what we're going to call a continuum of growth that all of us who are involved in the chapel can participate in, in line with our desire to be a conscious community committed to personal transformation through practice. We see ourselves as a conscious community committed to personal transformation through practice. We want want to offer on-ramps into lifelong practice, opportunities where people can start and continue in lifelong practice. To that end, we want to focus on cultivation cultivating our own inner wisdom, rather than relying on speakers to come, you know, and flash the pan and then go. You know, it's really about our own inner wisdom that's important. And there is a recognition, I think, in the valley of some speaker fatigue. You know, people, we've seen them all come and go, you know, walking around like Michelangelo. You know, we've seen them all come and go. You know, that whole sense of those speakers. Do we really need another person telling us what to do when we've heard so much from others who've not necessarily made that much difference to them? And to that end, we want to create a holistic continuum of learning that will enable us to become more conscious human beings. And hopefully this will reflect in our actions. We want to be accountable to each other for our actions. Now, not to say that we won't enjoy listening to Matthew Fox when he comes in August, or Bar and Katie when she comes in September, or Cynthia Bourgeau and Ilya Delio when they come here in December. It's just that we know that it's we who have to do the work, and hopefully we'll be able to do it together. Now, I'm going to be talking about this more over the coming weeks, and do look out for some of the programs that we'll be announcing. because. One of the things we want to get out of this coming year is an understanding of where we are to serve individually and collectively and and how we go about doing that. And I, I hope you will you'll join in and join us in that process. Thank you. So let's pray. We do open ourselves just to the feelings that are there in ourselves at the moment. And we do pray that we're able to touch that web of transcendence that will enable us to serve. And our hearts do go out uh, today, particularly, and for those who've not heard it, the sad news that uh, Chris Faison died last week. And we remember his family and the many, many children and friends that he touched up and down the valley. We just pray for for them as they hear that news and just think of all those who were affected by his passing. We also pray for the family of Virginia Newton, whose mother died last week as well. We pray for Annie Teague, for Sophia Carlon, Sophia Layton, and Martha Martin, and anyone else that comes into our hearts. Pray for our community today, for all those working on the lifts and in ski patrol. Pray for safety up and down the valley, all those travelling at the moment. Pray for all those stuck in difficult weather conditions and circumstances. Pray for our country, pray for all those who are in prison at the moment, people suffering without homes, people who are hungry. people living in oppression. Pray for our world in 2019 that it'll be a kinder place. And pray that your love will touch the leaders of the world and somehow there'll be a sense of your presence greater in the world in the coming year.
1: We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.